welcome to a new episode of the Cigar Snob Podcast. And now here are your hosts, Eric Calvino, Ivan Ocampo, and Jim Rodriguez. Indeed, 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 high atop, deep inside world headquarters of Cigar Snob Magazine, I'm Jim Rodriguez with my guys, the experts. <laughs> my guys. Eric Calvino, Ivano Campo. What's going on? What's happening, y'all? Good times, good times from the Magic City, a monstrous Cigar Snob podcast. Monstrous. 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 I like Kind of like the cigar we're smoking. We'll, we'll get into that. Mm. Big show today. We're going to have our perfect pairing segment. Little rye whiskey. Yummy. This is going to get good. Yeah, these are uh, cask strength rye whiskeys for the most part. Well, uh, I think that that's what, uh, that's what I've asked for. Well, I've, we'll I've, see what we get from Yummy. I've got my seatbelt on. I've got oh, yeah. water. i got cafecito. And, and maybe I'll get a helmet. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see about that. We got our backstory segment about. Involves... We put a mattress behind you in case. Uh... <laughs> That's it. That's... We got our backstory segment, and it involves Jägermeister, a new job, and Maury Povich. Oh, there's so, a teaser. Yeah. Right? We're going to talk to Terrence Riley, who's the national brand manager for Ayanosa Leaf. And our X's and O's segment features something that I, it's, it's interesting to me as the newbie, is how do you build a cigar palette? So, you know, because everybody talks about, oh, I, there's some there's some citrus and there's some chocolate and there's some, and I'm like, well, yeah, I don't we're like We're like Home Depot. I, I you can do it. We can help. <laughs> what can Cigar Snob do for you? Nice. So plenty to get to, but first, let's take a break. And Jasper, what you got? If you're like me and look forward to cozying up to a warm fireplace after a long day on the range, kicking off your boots and settling into a nice big bowl of chili con queso, then you'd love the La Aurora 107 Nicaragua. This Dominican-made Nicaraguan puro is a bold new blend with tons of flavor made with the same craftsmanship that has made La Aurora cigars one of the oldest and premium cigar makers in all the world. Started in the Dominican Republic in 1903, La Aurora Cigars was founded by the young Eduardo Leon Jimenez, who set out to fulfill his dream of making great cigars. Today, over a century later, La Aurora has a presence in five continents and more than a thousand employees. The original La Aurora 107 was released in 2010, commemorating the company's 107 years in business. Now the La Aurora 107 Nicaragua brings a bolder new profile to smokers who have become accustomed to smoking the consistent quality and excellence of La Aurora cigars. The 107 Nicaragua comes to life with a diverse array of spicy notes accompanied by a subtle touch of leather. A rich balance of earth, wood, and floral notes flourishes deeper into the smoke with a characteristic pinch of licorice and walnut on the finish. Made in four sizes, a 7x47 Churchill, 6x58 Grand Toro, 5.5x54 Toro, and a 5x50 Robusto, the La Aurora 107 Nicaragua is a perfect complement to any rum cocktail, steak dinner, or even my famous chili con queso. Go on out and get yourself one, and tell them Jasper sent you. Alright, so it's time for a smoky treat. Jasper? Caballeros que fuman. All right. Today we are smoking the Aganorsa Leaf Rare Leaf Reserve. So this is a five and a quarter by 52 Robuto. So slightly thick, uh, thicker than normal and slightly longer than normal Robuto. It is a Nicaraguan Puro 
made in Nicaragua by Agonor Salif or the factory itself is called Tabaco Valle de Jalapa, but I don't expect you to pronounce right. that. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. It's uh ten ninety nine at retail. Uh, the cigar is an interesting cigar, right? We will talk more in depth about it with TJ later on when we bring in TJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll explain a little bit about why and how the cigar is uh, sort of how it's sold and how it's marketed, right? Because it's a little bit different than others, right? This is a limited release, but oh, continually okay. available. Okay. So yeah, well, they won't stop making it, uh, but it's only limited to, I believe, and, and he'll tell us later, but I believe it's a, a hundred accounts throughout the country. Wow. So you can only get it in like their hundred best accounts, let's say. Uh, but it won't stop being available. So if you hear the show, if you hear our notes about the cigar, and you think it's a cigar that you would like, you'd have to go find it in one of these hundred accounts all around the country. But you'll find it. You'll find it and yeah. you'll find and it and it won't be it won't they won't run out of it. You know, it may be on back order for a bit, but it will always be available. They will not stop making it. Right now. now and, and Terrence, you know, if I know you're looking at me with a little cockeyed face, like what the hell are you talking about? Uh, Terrence will explain a little bit more about why they did it that way and what the mentality is or, or the uh, the thought process behind it. Now, the first thing I want to talk to you, Ivan, about is, is, is you know, this reminds me of all the lies I used to tell all, all, you know, in high school, you know, small but firm, you know, small <laughs> but strong. This, it's a little guy, but but what did? You mean you you even looked at me and said, "Be and careful," said, and said, "Respect the cigar on this one. This is a, this is a big boy." Absolutely, this is a big boy cigar. Absolutely, I'm I'm tiptoeing around this thing. <laughs> we 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 decided to light these up and get them started before the show started. I'm like, "Wow, we better be careful," because a couple of Aganorses have been known to kick my ass in yep. the past. Yep. So. As far as strength goes in their portfolio, I think this is one of their stronger ones, if not the strongest. So I agree. It, it is a big smoke. I've smoked it before. Uh, I've usually done it on a very full stomach of uh, meat and potatoes. However, it is very early in the morning right now, so I am being cautious. So so you would recommend when we light up this Aganorsa Leaf Rare Leaf Reserve, it, this is an after-dinner smoke? Yes, I would say after dinner, after lunch, if you're if you're a guy who smokes strong cigars, okay. if you're an experienced smoker, uh, this would not be something. That, even though, listen, the 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 trick about it, and the reason that Agonorsa Leaf cigars get Ivan uh, more often than not, <laughs> is because they are so smooth. Right. They don't punch you in the face, so it's like uh, I, I describe it as Long, as like I, it's that Long mon- Island iced tea. Yeah, Long Island iced tea. Exactly. <laughs> it's that monster that's creeping. And it's coming to get you, and it's literally right on top of you, and you have no idea that he's there. And then suddenly you're like, whoa, my God, why am I sweating? You know? It's that kind of... <laughs> Who and turned it, off the it, lights? What yeah, happened? but it never, it never punched you in the mouth. It never let you know it was coming. It never gave you a hint of well, its strength. Well, I'll tell you what. I, I, just, I just started it, and you're right. It's super smooth, but you can tell... That there is definitely a full body to it. You can tell that there's, some, you know, it's there's somebody sitting next to me right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and in terms of the body in in cigar snob land, <clears throat> we talk about how much that smoke fills your your palate or your mouth, right? Mm-hmm. Like how much how much body does that smoke have? So some cigars, when you draw them in, at the risk of getting a little too geeky here, when you draw in the smoke, you feel that there's like just thin smoke in your mouth. Right. And then other cigars, when you draw them in, they fill your palate. I don't know if you caught it. it like I, I talked a little bit 
with the cigar mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in front of my face, and it and it it filled. But I couldn't. I you know, right, it like right. takes your breath away for a second. So it is a full bodied cigar in that way, but it is also a full strength cigar. Here we like to, whenever possible, we like to differentiate between body and strength, because you can have a lot of body and not have full strength, mm-hmm. right? And you can have full flavor and have medium body. That happens too, or right. medium strength and full flavor. So we try to be a little bit more specific about that, like in our in our ratings and such. We'll talk about body, strength, or flavor, and that's uh, that that's a difference. So anyway, in this case, this guy is full body and full strength and full flavor. Well, I I, I am very happy, and I cannot wait to go on this experience on this ride with these with this Aganorsa leaf, rare leaf reserve. So we're going to, we're going to check back on this, but you mentioned palate, and that's something I wanted to bring up because this is our X's and O's segment. And what we do in this segment is we basically come up with questions. And if you've got questions, if you, if there's a theme, if there's something you want to know, hit us up questions at cigar questions at cigar And if we read and answer your question, we'll send you Eric a cigar snob swag pack. All right. So I'm going to start with you, Senor Ocampo. Okay. I am the novice. I'm the newbie here. So whenever everybody talks about cigar palettes or, or, or your pal- developing your palate, you know, and to me, you know, when I hear, oh, there's a little tinge of a tint of lavender. Oh, there's some some cherry. I'm like, yeah, hey, I don't I don't taste any of that. Am I just crazy? How do I build my palate? I've- OK, so everybody has their own opinion about this. Um, I have a very uh, strong opinion when it comes to palate, because when I was in college, I went to FIU. They uh they had a school Golden of Panthers. in That's the it. house. Yes, few, sir. Few, few, few. <laughs> the few, the proud, the Golden Panthers. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, they have a school of hospitality uh, at their North Campus, and World I needed renowned. I needed one more credit or three credits, one class right. to graduate, uh, and I needed an elective. And I was like, man, what can I take? I just need one elective that I'm not gonna bomb. Like it, sounds like, it sounds like a, like one of those bad Stallone movies. All I need is one yeah. more job, and I'm gonna retire. <laughs> oh, that's a good. That's slide. just crazy enough to work. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. What if I told you? You sound more like a trainer, Mickey. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> Mickey Rooney over here. <laughs> Cut me, Mick. So I needed one more elective, and I'm like, man, what do I take? Like a scuba diving class, windsurfing. I need something, you know. Underwater basket weaving. Yeah, whatever. Mm -hmm. I just need something cool and chill. And an attractive girl tells me, you know what you take is you should take wine and culture. They offer it at the school hospitality. You don't say. And I was like, (laughs) really? I had no idea. Would you happen to to be in that class? Sound good to me. (laughs) She was. <laughs> so I take the class. Uh, he the the person who taught the class has since passed, but it, I mean, it, they were very very respective people. One of them is um, I forget his name, but but there was very respective uh, instructors. One of them liquidated estates, wine wine estates for 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 companies and stuff. So we drank eight to nine bottles of wine every night, right? In a plastic bag. So we weren't able to see what we were drinking. All we would do is just drink these bottles. 
And uh, so the, the glass was shrouded in a plastic bag, so you couldn't see what the, the color. Yeah, the, the, the bottle. Oh, the bottle. Sorry. The, the, yeah. Right. The bottle was covered in a, in a brown paper bag. Yeah, I was so trying I, to clarify for people, and I think mm-hmm. I confused them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Wait, well, listen, I've been drinking wine out of a brown paper bag. I didn't realize I was such an academic uh, scholar. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> I ain't like I ain't like eh? The fancy I, wine. I allowed a waquita right there. Yep. <laughs> so. um... This turned into sorry a, we, a very, we really yeah, dragged very it. elaborate very <laughs> elaborate description. So, anyways, um, when I got to the class, I didn't know anything about wine. All I knew was I like this, I like Merlots, I don't like this. That's all I knew. So when I when I get there, six months into the class, after drinking with this professor that was going over all the flavor notes, sip by sip that we were that we were going, we also had like cheeses and stuff like that. Yeah, the guy was cool. I, we could tell you the varietal, the country, and what we were drinking like six months into the That's class. Amazing. amazing. So to answer your question, to answer your question, I believe you develop your palate with experienced people that know what they're looking for, and then they bring out those flavors, and then you can associate the flavors that they're telling you with what you're saying, and then you bring up like flavors that you've experienced in the past, like in foods or other, or, or other drinks that you've had, so... Now, I've, I've I've heard one way to develop it is 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 especially with cigars. And Eric, you tell me if, if it's is, are there cheeses, are there meats that you can use to help bring it out, or how does how does that work? Because I again, I don't I don't taste it. Yeah, I, I think the first thing we have to do is is talk about flavors versus aromas, mm-hmm. right? And so there are things that you taste literally taste on your tongue, like you taste them, like sweet, uh, sour, bitter. Um, umami, <clears throat> but then there's la, la- <laughs> yeah, well done. Uh, but the rest of it is aromas, right? And so whenever someone says, "Oh, how can you say that a cigar has a you know a leather flavor?" You eat leather, you know, guys are always doing that right. kind of stuff. Or you eat wood, uh, it's an aroma, and and anything that you eat has an aroma, and that's what that's what is giving you that sensation, right? So when you eat a piece of chocolate, you're tasting the sweet and the and the bitter, but the the aroma of the chocolate is what's hitting your your palate. So you have to talk a lot about aromas when you're talking about cigars. The majority of what we're doing is aromas. So the best thing to do is to taste as many different kinds of foods that you think you would associate with cigars. So start simple, chocolate, Coffee, right? Uh, out of the things that you can eat, pepper. What does pepper smell like when you just pull it up? Obviously, don't take a big enough whiff that it right, makes you sneeze. Right. But what does that pepper smell like? Black pepper, white pepper, red pepper, right? So those things are the things that you that you associate automatically and very easily with cigar. Uh, almonds, right? Right. Uh, Orange. Sure, citrus, citrus notes as well. But now citrus, I think you start to get to a little bit more of an advanced, like the very basic things in a cigar, usually nuts, wood, chocolate, coffee, right? Those very simple, uh, basic aromas that you know you're going to get. So start with the things that you can eat and taste as many things as possible. And then you start smelling things. You do. You have to look a little bit like a wacko, but you have to build that like library. And your mind is incredible how it'll, it will make those associations. So, like, if you're at, I don't know, Whole Foods or something, and they have currants, you know, take a sample of the currants and try those out. What do currants taste like? Raisins. What's the difference between raisins and currants? Mm-hmm. Right? 
having said all of that complicated stuff, we try to keep our flavor notes in the magazine. We try to keep them as basic as possible so that they are the most accessible flavors to anyone. So that you don't have to know the difference between vanilla and Madagascar vanilla. Right? Right, right. Right. So uh, if we say vanilla, we just mean vanilla. Right? Let's not get too crazy about which one. And usually we do, like, for example, in wood, we don't go crazy with, like, different varietals of wood. This this tastes like, you know. Uh, oak and cherry. And, well, oak is one that we do. Pick. So we, I was going to say that we go basic except for oak and cedar. Right, those are the the two that because cedar is a is an aroma that you find in cigars in cigars all the time because they're aged in cedar. Right. So, uh, so you get cedar from a lot of cigars. By the way, cedar is one of the notes you get with this particular cigar. Mm-hmm. Aganorsa leaf corojo, which is one of the one of the leaves in this blend, has a very distinct like cedar, like a sweet cedar aroma that you should get in the finish of this cigar. So we can transition a little bit to the front, like this cigar, and we can use this cigar to reference flavors and profiles, right? Okay. So what do you get, Jim? See, right now... It, just keep, Even basic, just keep them basic. I mean, right now, I, 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 you're right. I, I, could, I thought I was getting cedar, but I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what I'm getting yet. I, mean, I don't know what I'm getting yet. So right on the front, like right when you draw it in and then let, it, let the smoke out, what's the first... Flavor that comes to mind. The first flavor that comes to mind is I need to smoke more of this. Okay, yeah. So, again, it takes, like Ivan said, you have to develop the palate. But you, in order to develop it, not only do you have to do the things that we're talking about in terms of tasting different things and smelling different things so you can build a library, but you also need to think about the cigar that you're smoking. Right. Right. And right. so once you get to that point, you're always, every time you draw in the smoke, you're always going, going through your database. Oh, what am I getting? Oh, wow, that, now it changed. Now I don't get that sweetness. So let's do the, the wine teacher kind and, of and thing. I, I wanted to bring you and in. So, like, like how, how did wine help you? Did wine help you do this with so cigars? So, again, you have to be with somebody experienced. So let's, let's do the experiment with the cigar again. Okay. Try, to, try to take a, a drag from it and try to pick up some peppers. So... Okay. Is it a pronounced pepper? And usually you'll find pepper in 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 a, in in a Nicaraguan, Nicaraguan, cigars, in a yep. Nicaraguan tobacco. So it's is is it very pronounced? Is it more muted? Is it um, more in the back? Is it more in the front? I would say it is a pronounced in the front for me. Okay. Now, would you say it's more like a red spicy pepper or more of like a black? Uh, you know, robust but not spicy pepper. I would say black. I would say too. I, would say I think it's more like I a black. I completely agree. Yeah. yeah. I think Yo! it is. It Boom. Is All right. Professor. So there you got your first tasting All right there. It's a black pepper for sure. So now you would move on, right, right. from there. And like, what else, what else are you picking up? And now you would probably go to the wood. You, yeah, you can go to wood or you can also go to a, like an earthy component. Correct. Right. And earth is one of those that people also, you know, laugh about. What do you mean? Or by eating dirt? You know, people <laughs> say that all the time. Or is it sweet? Do you get any sweetness from it? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So you start to like, kind of like work your way. Yeah. To where I, I like is. to start from the very simple. Right. Like Ivan was saying, like a sweet, is it bitter? Is it sour? And then, and then grow, go out 
in, uh, let's say, and get more specific as I go out. So, yes, I do find that, like, earthiness, that, like, gritty earthiness, right? And which it, it is, is another... It is, you know what, now, I that's that was, I guess my, my, my problem was, is I cannot put it into words, because when you say gritty earthiness, that's exactly it. Yep, yep. That's exactly it. Well, so With, here's the other and, trick. And that little pepper that you're talking uh, about. Another trick that that uh, that kind of is like a pit. It's not a trick. It's a pitfall mm-hmm. that I think catches people is that some some of the flavor components or the notes that you're giving are also associated to a texture in the smoke. So earth didn't do anything for you until I said gritty earth. Right. And then you were like, yes, that's it. But I, I didn't the have the vocabulary right, for it. Right, right. And so that's part of it. That's why you have to keep messing around. One of the things, by the way, that I think would help people is uh, we're putting up on the website a a flavor wheel so that you can you can use our flavor wheel to help you um, you know get better at tasting, right? So the you can find the flavor wheel on our website at cigarsnob.com slash flavor wheel. The word the words flavor wheel altogether. So flavor wheel. All together. Cigarsnob.com slash flavor. Well, I love it. This is now becoming even a better experience. We're going to do our perfect pairing segment. But first, Ivan, what do you got? Well, I'll tell you what I got. Villager Cigars, a brand synonymous with European style and sophistication, invites you to try the Cuellar Black Forest. Made at the famous Tabacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic, the Cuellar Black Forest is crafted using only but the finest tobaccos, resulting in a smooth and complex smoke you're sure to enjoy. I bet you can get some great tasting notes from this one, Jim. You know why? Why? Because it's got a great Mexican San Andres wrapper, and that's what makes it so special. It's aged to perfection. This wrapper produces the most robust amount of flavor, and it's giving the great appearance that this Cuellar Black Forest has. Its dark walnut color and oily texture gives it a great finish. Named after the majestic forest where Chairman Heinrich Villiger grew up near, the cigar is a tribute to the passion which is embedded in the long history of cigar making at Villager Cigars. The Cuellar Black Forest. Go out and try one today. Right on, right on, Mr. Ivan. Now it is time for... Perfect Pairing. Bring out the booze. Indeed, it is time. This may be one of my favorite parts of the show. Yeah, no I kidding. <laughs> and, and I promise to take human sips. Yeah, my, yeah, yeah. <laughs> last week. Apparently, I thought it was the shots per- portion of the Isn't, show. Yeah. This is the perfect pairing segment where we pair a spirit, beer, or wine with the smoke that we have today. So we're doing the Aganorsa Leaf, Rare Leaf Reserve, and we're doing rye whiskey. Rye whiskeys. Now, That's right. Now, rye whiskey is, has gone through some ebbs and flows i mean it was oh, yeah. it was the thing it and was then it the disappeared, shit yeah yeah and now it's sort of making a comeback right Eric? it has it has been it has been making a comeback uh i think that especially in the in the uh like craft cocktail movement mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. what happens mm-hmm. with rye is since rye as a grain is a little bit spicier mm-hmm. it holds up better in a cocktail mm-hmm. so so, uh, you know, mixologists have been using rye to make these like old fashions and and bouquets and things like that, like old old style drinks, right? Uh, because again, they hold up to the sweetness of the cocktail. You can still get that whiskey, whereas maybe if you were to do it with a, a sweeter bourbon or maybe like a weeded bourbon in your old fashioned, now you've got simple syrup, you know, citrus. Uh, 
and then now the bourbon is too sweet, and now you've got this very sweet cocktail. Right, right. Whereas if you've got you know the simple syrup and the orange and the bitters, and now you throw in a rye like this, or like these, I should say, uh, now it'll hold up better, and it'll kind of give you more balance in your cocktail. So mixologists have been using rye, and then you know just people have been drinking like cask strength rise, which I think is what we've got here today. And, and, and I, last week, last week's episode, we did bourbons. Yeah. So this is a good follow-up now doing the rise. Yeah. I mean, you have to have, again, going back to the palate, a little bit of a experienced palate to be able to pick it up when it's straight. But I agree. The first time I started paying attention to rise was uh, making old fashions. Yeah. Every, every recipe you pulled for, I mean, reputable recipe, asked to use a rye. So, yeah, again, and it's really it's it's just to find that balance in the cocktails. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, you know, some of these ryes are are excellent. You know, they're they're elaborated, they're aged. They age them a little bit longer typically than than bourbons. Uh, not all, not all, but in a lot of cases, they will age them a little bit more because rye is a little bit spicy and it's and it's punchy. Uh, the other thing is for a long time, uh, rye, uh, I mean, after prohibition. Right. The rye that you got in the United States were usually all Canadian rye. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, there's American rye and Canadian rye. Correct. But the Canadian rye, mentirosos, they're lying to us. They don't have to be rye at all, right? Kinda. Right. Well, so they, they, don't, they don't have the same rules that we do here right? Uh, in terms of, of rye. So it's not that they're mentirosos. It's just that, that they, they have a slightly different set of rules. I'm looking at you, Canada. I'm looking <laughs> at you, Canada. All right. So this is, I'm, I feel like the little kid on Christmas day, we've got three rye whiskeys right in front of us here in Glen Karen glasses. That's right. To, to bring out the aroma. So we're going to focus on what it looks like. We're going to describe what it looks like, what it smells like, and eventually what it tastes like, especially going with this Agonorsa leaf cigar. So let, it'll be A, B, and can C. We, can we do the same thing we did last week where we kind of take stock of the cigar yeah. before? That way we have a baseline to work from. Let's. Okay. So <laughs> let's, let's see what so, the most of us got. So where are you now with the cigar, Ivan? What are your, just like a, a basic uh, profile of where it's at? Um, starting off with the strength. One one of the things that is a telltale sign for me when I'm smoking a, a strong cigar is I get this buildup in my saliva of this like, yep. I, I don't I guess it's the nicotine or something that builds up in my saliva and I'm and I start to like worry and I go if I swallow this it's gonna hit me in the stomach and then it's gonna hit me in the that's head. That's exactly when a cigar <laughs> is strong but well made. That's exactly what you should be getting. It shouldn't come across as a punch in the face. You should taste it in your saliva and when that thing hits your stomach. That's where the real strength comes from. But I'm not getting it in my saliva with this. Okay. So it's not so much of an ass kicker as we okay. let it to, okay. you know, good. let into it. So that's he's good for me. He's falling for it again. Right? I know. He's falling for it again. <laughs> it always there, happens. There, you know, it roll, always gets rolling his hands. Sucker. <laughs> sucker. Uh, so, yeah, I get it. That black pepper that we talked about earlier, it's still very creamy, very smooth. There isn't any like tar buildup giving me any harsh flavors. It's it's burning very well. And uh and from a sweetness standpoint, where is it? Maybe like middle road middle of the road. Yeah, it has like a to me it's like a, a bittersweetness. Right? Bittersweet like a chocolate, but not not with a taste of chocolate. 
It's I, like the bittersweet component of a bittersweet chocolate, but without the chocolate. I get a little like mineral minerality. Minerality, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. but then and that's the, what we're calling earthiness, by the way. But then the sweetness, I, I find it separate. It's almost like a cinnamon, but a, a, a very like muted cinnamon that I get, and I get it more on the retrohale. So it I'm is, not picking it's, it up. It's a finish in the yep. in the mm-hmm. in the mouth as much as I do in the nose when I blow it out. Yeah, and that's that sweetness. Uh, that's typically that corojo. That Corojo sweetness, that is that typical sweetness. This cigar is, and, and again, it, TJ will talk about it later, but this cigar is not like every other Aganorsa cigar. Every other Aganorsa cigar has more of that sweetness. This has more of that earthiness and that pepperiness with a touch of the sweetness. Right. So, and that is exactly, like, I, I'm at almost a midway point right now, and that's exactly where it's at. It's that pepper. The pepper's there, the earth is there, and then there's like a chink. There's like a little touch of the sweetness, right. uh, and it's just a hint, and it's mostly on the finish for me. Just like I haven't said on the retrohale, if you don't know what retrohale means, that means drawing the smoke in through your mouth, not swallowing it, but letting it out through your nose, right? So you don't want to swallow this smoke. <laughs> yeah, I'm, ge- I'm getting a lot more finish than I was before, and everything you've said is what's happening here. You get that gritty earthiness to start, then there's that. Then there's that uh, almost like a little creaminess mm-hmm. to say it's okay. Come yeah, on in, yeah, sit yeah. down, sit down, we're buddies. And then the finish has a little spiciness to it, a little bit, you know, kind of like the creaminess to it. So there's a lot going on here. It is. It is. There's a, a lot going cigar, on, and, no and I'm enjoying it. There, this is like this is like a total. This is like a good movie. I'm totally immersed into this right now. Yep. So, so now a, we jump in. A, a, B, and C. We've taken stock of our cigar. So this is rye whiskey in our Glencairn glasses. So this is the first one. This is letter. A. Letter A. So, so what what do you guys get for like the color there? Dark. Very dark. It's uh yeah, not very dark. I think but it's the darkest of the three. It, it is the darkest of the three. So that the darkness uh should tell us that there's a good amount of age to this. Mm-hmm. Because in, in rise in rise they cannot add coloring to it. Gotcha. So other spirits, including bourbon, they can add co- coloring to it. Uh you can call it bourbon, not Kentucky straight bourbon, but you can call it bourbon and still have coloring. Mm-hmm. That's a little, and a little straight, and, and straight rye. Is but in in rye, they cannot add any color. Right, and that's the, and that's what makes it. The so straight. the color that you're getting right now on this guy, which is the darkest of the three, should tell us something about the age. So this this thing is probably the most aged of the bunch, I mean, which wh- which is ominous when you look at number three, which is very light. <laughs> Ivan, what about the what it does for your nose? What what does it do for your nose? What does it smell to you? Get a burn. I get some. Feel the burn Singing? in the nose hairs. Yeah, sucker's gonna be strong. This this smells like. I don't, I don't, I don't mean this in a bad way. This is something no, like. No. This is like a, this is an old school rye. Like they've been doing this for a while. To your point, aged. It's definitely this definitely aged, and I don't get the crazy amount of burn I, I on do. this. I think and caramel. You know. Yeah, I think you get a lot of caramel Ooh. for a rye. That's not. But. Ooh, this is a see. I, uh, this is a throaty mofo. <laughs> throaty. This is, you know, listen. I, I sometimes I, sometimes a good throw grab no pasa nada, but uh, you know, you know. <laughs> I almost put that out through my nose. <laughs> sometimes you know, a good throw grab. You know, sometimes a good throw grab. You know, it, when you're in the throws, all of a sudden you're like, this is a this spicy. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. you're gonna be dealing with spice here. It's Ooh. gonna. A lot going on here. A lot going if, on. If, if you didn't have spice, it wouldn't be a rye. 
Mm. What are you tasting there, guys? Eric's been more aggressive with his tasting than Jim, I've noticed. <laughs> well, I, I chugged the last one. And I don't think I'm going to. Thank gosh I didn't do thank, this to yeah, this. Yeah, for sure. For sure. This is not a chugger. It'd be, it'd be man down. A, a piper is dune. A piper <laughs> is dune. <laughs> I don't know where that's from, but so it's I, funny. I love it. <laughs> so I married an axe murderer. I, rec- oh, I recommend my, that. Michael Oh, Mike my Myers. God. It's a great movie. Are you kidding me? A piper is dune. <laughs> It's not Scottish. It's crap. <laughs> head paper. No. He goes to he goes to sleep with his big head and his wee pillow. Do you kiss your mother with that mouth? <laughs> I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> this is the monster. This A is a monster. Yeah. Wow. This is the guy at the so, club that won't let you in. No, you need a table and seven girls. You can't come in. Okay, <laughs> then. Or a lot of money. Maybe. So what? One thing I do want to make sure we do every time is make sure you're tasting it with the cigar. Mm-hmm. Because that is the idea of the whole segment is to find... Well, for, me, for me, the cigar is bailing me out from, from the That's rye. interesting, it's, right? It seems bailing like, me out. like the rye is overpowering the cigar. Yes. No, I think that if you you give it a second, you know, like you get that first, when you when you take the first sip of the rye, it goes down and there is that spirit and it kind of rebounds and hits you back up. Then you give it a second. Now you can take a puff of the cigar. But it does mute the flavors a bit, right? Right. I can still yeah. taste the rye. Yep. It still it lingers. Yep. Lingero. <laughs> uh, Lingeration. <laughs> so I was not allowed, but I poured myself a little bit of water so I can water these down a bit. Okay. Because they are barrel proof. I asked them not to so but that we, we could want... all be tasting the same thing. So I've, I've done it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I followed the instructions. I appreciate that. <laughs> But in every instance, when I've usually drank barrel-proof stuff, I'll water it down a bit, and I think it would make it a little bit more even with the cigar. Because as a, as it of is course. right now, it seems a little strong for it. Well, and and that's and that leads us to a good point, right? So the reason that I love cask strength spirits is because then I can customize it however I want. If I want to have that intensity punch in the face stuff, mm-hmm. then I can just have it neat. And if I want to open it up a bit and let other flavors come through, then you just add a drop or two of water, and that helps. And if you if it's really bothering you, you can add a little bit more water. And so that's what that's what is beautiful about cask strength whiskeys right. is that you can customize them right. to your taste. The reason I asked everyone to not water them down, at least initially, is so that we can all have at least one taste of it in its natural form. That way it's the same thing for all three of us. So after your first taste, you can water it down if you want to, uh, like Ivan said, allow the cigar to uh, coexist with it. We're purists here, so we don't like to fudge anything up. We're doing everything to the T. Mm, so I, I like I, that. I would call A the, the Schwarzenegger so far. <laughs> well, it, it, it's the Terminator. Well, so I, I, will, I will let you in on a little secret. Oh, boy. I asked, I asked Yami to set them up in ascending order of alcohol. Ah, bueno. So this is the lowest alcohol level we're going to get. I think she might have misinterpreted ascending <laughs> to descending. We'll see. <laughs> All right, so that that's a good segue. Let's go to B. All right, so the first thing we'll do is the, what does it look like? Obviously not as dark as A. No. More no it's of a, like, a, like a bright, uh, it's got like a, a, a brightness to it. Kind of, kind of an orangey. Yeah. 
You had a lot of protein and went to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's go to this way. This if, is devolving if, if, so if, fast. If, if, if the job asks for, for, for a sample and you... No, you're not going to get the job. Yeah. You're not getting, you're not getting sure. the job. Yeah. Might as well just... You're not getting the job. Bum. So I say that it that it looks bright. He says it looks... You're not getting the job. Jesus Christ. <laughs> What about you? Shouldn't have hung out with Jim last week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm never getting you know, this job. I got offered a job once, and they and they said and said, you know, would you would you mind taking a drug test? I said, absolutely. Can can I you know can I be back in about a month, thirty five <laughs> days? You know, and the guy's like, hmm, okay, we'll, we'll be back. What are you getting on the nose with this guy? I get less alcohol, so it's a little Very bit more approachable to the nose for me. This is this is like a hug. Yeah, it's, it's come up and said, "Oh yeah, come here. How a you little, been?" A little pat on the shoulder. You, you know, you know that you, you know that buddy of yours that's a hugger. This what this is. Everything's a hug. This is this is this is a hugger. So it's a little orangey, very very meanable to the nose. On the look, on yeah. the nose. Okay. Yeah. Very smooth. Yeah. Yeah. The finish, it has a smokiness to it. Yeah. Right. Am I am I catching that? Yeah. A nice smoky finish. This it's one. it's e- yeah. You can even smell a little bit of that smokiness that you're talking about in the glass. You can you can get it. It's there. It's that like. Mm. It's not quite. This is really peat. It's not like like peat from a whiskey. But it does have a little bit of that smokiness to it, like a peat wood, like a yeah, peat, peated yeah. Scotch wood. This is very. I guess the word for me, Ivan, is this is elegant. Yeah, this is more. This is like, more Scotch like, indeed. Like I should have like a, a tuxedo on. Sure, you know, playing, uh, playing, you know, blackjack and Monaco or, or baccarat. That's it. <laughs> Bacalao, no baccarat. <laughs> I do get the scotch. Yeah, yes, this no, is. From and I'm a big scotch guy. This is very nice. Well, you are a big guy, but you lose oh, yeah, some weight. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not as big of a guy. <laughs> That's right. We're getting there. Well, when you have you know rye whiskey and cigars for breakfast, you know. It'll do it. Oh, better than keto. This is it. This is this is. Well, I, I tell everybody this cigar is carb free, so this is keto friendly. So, how does it work with the cigar in an effort to like uh, rope us back into this? Mm. Very nice. Very yeah, I think it complements it well. Yeah. I get like a lot of citrus, uh, maybe like a not citrus, but maybe like it's fruity, almost like a I get like a plum or something in the in the um, the rye that works very well with the cigar. So we're typically, we're always talking about how the whiskey impacts the flavor of the cigar, but you, you can't forget that the cigar also will impact the way that the whiskey tastes. You can't forget that. So that's why, that's why doing this whole thing blind is a beautiful experiment because you kinda, you're just trying to find the best match, and sometimes it kind of goes both ways. I know we've got one more to go. But B, so far for me, is the leader in the clubhouse. And this cigar is so well complemented mm-hmm. by this rye whiskey. I mean, they they. what I like about B so far is that there is such a nice finish and there is a nice aftertaste that sits there. And then when you add the cigar to it, it sort of becomes part of the cigar. Yeah. I, I Now, try something because I, I just did it. Try. <clears throat> like take a sip of water, mm-hmm. then take a couple puffs of the cigar, and now go back and taste the whiskey. Instead of what we've been doing, which is tasting the scotch or the sorry the uh, the rye, and then smoking the cigar, do it in the reverse order. 
All right, so I just took some water. I've been drinking water because you weren't letting me add it to the to the rye, so I've been just drinking it on the side. Good. I appreciate you attempting to follow my <laughs> oh, this my is, mandate. This is perfect. This is perfect. I like the uh, elegant yeah. uh, description. It's very elegant. It. Nice. All right. So we're ready for C. So we're off. We're off to C. Now C is from a visual standpoint, it is the clearest of the three. Almost has a uh, yellow. Kind yeah, of? yeah, like a like a gold, like a straw, like a gold. Yeah, yeah golden straw gold. type of a color. Nice dorado. This is El Dorado. I'm gonna call this bad boy El Dorado. Mm-hmm. All right. So Ivan, what do you get to the nose? It's sweet. It's maybe on par, alcohol wise, with B. I don't know why, but I have a feeling it's gonna be the the thinnest of the three. Maybe because of the appearance. It maybe smells because of the nose. It smells However, thin. it it's again if it yeah, she may have thrown us a curveball. Yeah, but it should have the highest alcohol content of the three. The yummy curve. She may have though. She may have just whoop, inverted it. I don't know. All right, so little little golden hue smells thin. I guess if thin has a smell. And here comes the drink. Ivan, what do you got? Spicy. Very different. Spicy. It's very different than the night three. and day. Right? Night yeah. And day. It's like a completely different spirit. Yeah. Especially on the nose. It is so different on the nose. But it tastes so I'm, different. I'm very impressed by if this is a rye, unless she like completely throws a curveball. <laughs> uh, if, it, if this is a rye, holy smokes, it's so different than any rye. Yeah. That That is in the in the market. So that's interesting. So A would be monstro, monstro for me. I got a little English and I know, you know, but the thing about the A, B I know that elegant. I know that A was 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 uh, strong up front, but A did have that like caramelness to it, which, which means that okay, so for a rye to be called a rye, it has to be at least fifty one percent rye, mm-hmm. but they can play with those percentages and they can play with what else they they blend it with, right, in the mash in the mash bill, so A. Kind of seemed like they they incorporated maybe like uh, I don't know malted barley or something, right? And it had that like caramelness to it. Also, it had more age because of the color of it. So, and that could have been that caramel vanilla sweetness that you got. Uh, B was really well balanced and and beautiful and and I like your term elegant. Yeah. Um, C is so different from anything else. Yeah, this is going to be a tough uh, selection here because I find them all so unique. They are all three are very different. As much as I tried to make it, uh, you know, this one, com- this comparing one has, equals, but this one to me kind of dances on your lips, dances on your tongue a little bit. You know, it's 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 got it's a little bit. I, I don't know if spicy is the word, but it's got a little ting to it. My tongue is definitely a little number. Yeah, 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 no doubt, no doubt. It's definitely you, doing you feel the alcohol in your mouth for sure. Yeah. It, it, not on the flavor, I, and I like it. It's, it's well it's, masked, yeah, it, and it's it, integrated. But you you feel that alcohol sort of stimulating your tongue. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So that leads me to believe that she she did yeah. follow the ascending order, and it works well with the cigar. It, it works does really actually. Well. It does work well. Maybe not as well as B. Right. Uh, B is almost. But I I, I, I don't want to give I don't want to give it away. But B is I left a little drop uh, of each that so that I can go back around one more time. 
I think you one more time. All right. So if we had to sort of, and again, this is this is all subjective. It's they're all e- they're all equal in the sense that it, it's whatever works for your palate and your likes. And we're going, of course, how it works with the cigar that we're smoking. That that that's how it, that's the premise of this whole thing. But for me, I think I go elegant, which is B, interesting, which is C, and monster, which is A. I go B, C, and A. That's I'm, your order. If I had these three bottles at my home bar, I have a feeling that B would be the one that would get mm-hmm. drank the most mm-hmm. at home. C would be the one that would be drank the least, and I would only bring it out just to like have people taste and say, hey, check this out. Look how different this is. Right. But I like A. I like A because I know that I... I can I can add a little bit of water and I can get it exactly where I want it. it has that more I think it has that more traditional like rye flavor to it. I think it does too. Uh, <clears throat> like I said, the for me and and rye is not supposed to be bourbon. Rye is rye whiskey, right? But I love bourbon, so whenever something yes. kind of leans towards bourbon, yes, I love turtles. I have a, I have a tendency to love it, huh? I love turtles. I love turtles. If you, if you don't know what he's talking about, it's a meme. Go find it. Just Google I love turtles. Andale, amigo. Uh, I think we all do agree. We've Be, reached consensus. Yeah, we have because, and I, and I really, I'd rather not, right? If this was like ESPN, we wouldn't be allowed no, to agree. No, no way, no right? way. But, uh, Embrace debate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I like A a lot. I, I agree with Ivan. If you just did a drop of water in it, it probably open if up nicely. If you like rye, if if what you do, if your go to is rye, then A is 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 your guy. That that's your horse. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With the cigar, with the cigar, I'm I'm gonna agree. So uh-huh. uh, we're we're all gonna be at B, uh-huh. and and you know what, B, with the cigar, if you if you like, just quiet your mind for a second, you can get a little bit of that caramel from the barrel. There's a little bit. So it's kind of in between the two. Okay, so now it's time for the big reveal. Drum roll, please. All right, so here is Yami with the big reveal. Hello, and thanks for having me back. <laughs> Best part of the show right here, by the way. <laughs> All right, well, here we go. A is the wild turkey rare breed. Mm. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and B, you got barrel rye. Somebody got it right? Amigo. Mm. All right. And C, barrel seagrass. The most right. unique one. It is the most unique one, right? So barrel barrel is a company that that only produces whiskeys in single batches. And mm. everything is cask strength. So she gave us two barrel products. So she gave us the, the barrel rye batch 002. And she gave us the uh, barrel seagrass. Uh, seagrass is a, a brand new product that they came out with. So, so here it is. So, man, we we said it right. Like the the rare breed wild turkey a, keeps the the wild turkey the... rare breed has that like caramel <laughs> sweetness, right? Because wild turkey is known for their bourbon, right? Like wild turkey's flagship product is that wild turkey mm-hmm. one hundred and one, yeah, right, which is a classic bourbon, and so they still have a lot of those bourbon notes. So. Wild turkey. So A is wild turkey rare breed. It's at one twelve point two proof. Ooh. So rare breed rye, uh, and then 
B is Barrel Rye Cask Strength 002. Ese gallo. That's 117.5 proof. Okay. I'm going to do the math. 55%. Okay. Yep. Yep. Kinda and then C is Barrel Seagrass, which is uh, 118.4. So the seagrass, just to, to give you guys... Again, these are barrel barrel products are, are they've got great distribution all over the country, so you can get it anywhere. Uh, especially Total Wine, shout out to Pablo and, and Total Wine for hooking us up with all these rye. But uh, so seagrass is rye whiskey finished in Martinique rum, Madeira, and apricot brandy barrels. You know what I was gonna say? This is crazy. I was gonna say this reminds me when we tasted those uh, rums, yeah, from Martinique ah, or something, yep. and it tasted almost like an Armagnac. Yes, it yeah, that's, very, that's that. That was the thing that was interesting about it. It ap- didn't taste like apricot. Is like the key word there because then it, it it well the it, light bulb goes off. Yeah, what what Ivan's talking about is the. Uh, is the Martinique rum barrel, which Martinique rum, unlike most rums, Martinique rum has that very cognac, armagnac type of mm-hmm. of aroma to it. Even though it's made of sugarcane, like all rums. So, so this rye whiskey, which starts off as rye, then gets aged uh, or finished in Martinique rum, Madeira, and apricot brandy barrels. So... Super, super interesting. That's why it tastes so different from any rye on almost the market. Like a, almost like a cognac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's wild. Now, still, the barrel rye blind uh, was our favorite with this cigar. I'm going to have to take that home and do some homework. You know, yeah. Fun. Now, if if we were just drinking the rye straight up, mm-hmm. I kept, like, I, I really, I was in love with A. Right. I know you were. And, and... That's true to form. Uh, that wild turkey rare breed rye, I think, is absolutely delicious because it's a rye, but it has just enough of that caramel sweetness to it. So really cool, uh, really cool tasting. And, and what I've, do you guys you know, think of it? You know, we we've done so many of these rye whiskey tastings. Yeah. You know, you did one with Terrence with with, with, with TJ as well. I mean, but you, and it never gets old. Never gets old. Uh, TJ is very interesting. The his selections too. I mean, can't wait to share that with everybody, but. It's going to be very good. All right, so we've, we've, we've taken care of this. Now it's time for the backstory part of the Cigar Snob podcast. This is, it, it's story time. And if you've got stories, if you've got something you want to share with us, questions at CigarSnobMag.com. If we read and answer one of your questions, or even you know, if you've got a story, we'll share the story with you. Ivan, uh, Eric, what do they get? They're going to get a Cigar Snob swag pack, which is... You know, a, a combination of the different swag items that we have. We'll probably send you a magazine as well because that is our claro. our flagship product. Uh, so, yeah, send in your questions, man. We uh, we love to hear from you guys. You're a part of the show. You're the reason why we do this show. So we need you because we do this for you. Yep. So if, you, if, if there's something that you want answered, whether it be an X's and O type questions or a perfect pairing question, like, hey, you know, I love... Uh, Manischewitz wine. Which one works with <laughs> with cigars? Lachaim, butcher. Go for it. Lachaim. Go for it. We'll try it out, man. All right. So here comes the backstory. Now, this actually involves me and Jägermeister. And this, and this is like this it. is a crazy. So far, story. that's I mean, that's a great start. This is, a, I mean, it, it's it's Jägermeister, a new job, 
and I'll tell you who was involved in it in a second. So I started a new job, right? And you know that it's Monday, and you walk in. Hey, como estás? I'm when Jim. is this, by the way? When hmm. does this happen? This happened. Gosh, time is so. You know, <laughs> time is so you know subjective. <laughs> it happened quite a few years ago. I'm from Los Angeles, so this happened out in L.A. This is one of my favorite bars, and if you're from the Los Angeles area, you know Barney's Beanery. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay, Barney's Beanery, and and there, there's two. There's one in Santa Monica. That's the second one. The, the the OG, Barney's Beanery, is right before you get into West Hollywood. Okay, yep. so very very famous place. And so I, I started a new job. So Monday, Friday, we'll call him Arthur, my friend. Says, hey, let's meet over at Barney's and have a couple of drinks. So I go and I pick up Arthur, and we go to Barney's Beanery. And I get there, and Arthur. The Monday through Friday Arthur is not the Friday night Arthur. All of a sudden, we get there. Hey, Jaegers, we got to do shots. We got to do shots. Okay, so we start doing shots. And after about the seventh Jaeger, I said, hey, brother, I got to drive home. I drove you home. And Arthur's like, you know what your problem is. And it's always a fun story when, when the guy starts with, you know what your problem is. You know that's <laughs> never going to be a good answer. And as he's saying, he literally is like, the, is like Frosty the Snowman or Olaf, when the sun comes out, he literally starts melting at the bar and passes out at the bar. Okay. So he goes with, what's, you know what your problem is. And literally melts and, and yeah. dissolves in front of me. And so he's passed out, and the bartender looks at me like, bro, this is your problem. Yep. And then comes the worst part. The <gasps> And there it is. There's Arthur. Arthur cannot commit a crime. At Barney's Beanery because DNA is now everywhere. <laughs> as he as he as he so and at Barney's, which is a a drinker's bar, your problem, you take him out. So I'm dragging him outside of the bar. I'm grabbing like a fireman hug, and I'm dragging him out. And all of a sudden, I hear, "Hey, you need some help?" And it's Maury freaking Povich. Wow, wow. Okay, and Maury Povich, I go, yeah, grab his legs, Maury. I love your show, by the way. So Maury grabs him, and we literally throw him in my back seat, and I drive to his house. Now, this is Friday. I met Arthur on Monday. Monday. I, pick, I picked him up in front of his apartment building. I go, Arthur, where, where do you live? Where do you live? <laughs> where do you live, But I mean, I know where he lives. I go, but what apartment do you live in? And his response is, so I'm like, oh, so now I got, I got to play Mr. Detective now. So I go to the mailbox and say, oh, Arthur. Oh, that's his last name. Okay. So I drag him up to his apartment. I'm amazed you had the wherewithal to do this. Right? So he, no, you, know, you didn't just drop off that's Arthur the problem. in the front you of know, his building. I'm a nice guy, you know. So I put my hand in his pocket. I grab his keys. I open. I turn the key, open the door, walk into his apartment, and there's nothing in the apartment. Oh, I thought you were going to say, there's more of a poet. And he's wearing a gag, and he's wearing a ball in his mouth, and he's like, now nah, la fiesta. <laughs> And a bottle of you. He's like, have you had any rye whiskey today? <laughs> so we walk into his apartment, and there's nothing in the apartment. Minimalist. Okay. Literally, he and I are the only things in the apartment. Mm. And, the, and, a, and a cable hanging from the, from the ceiling. Arthur, is this where you live? <laughs> the, the key works. The mail works. And that was my point. Maybe he's a minimalist. Why not? Like, I called him and I heard the vacuum cleaner. Was that a recording? I don't know what's happening here. So I left him there. Yeah. this I love your bed. <laughs> I left him there. I go. go home. Monday morning, I walk into the office and he comes up to me. He goes, 
you know, I I moved apartments in the same building. <laughs> and so when the landlord came on Saturday to show my ex apartment, <laughs> there was Arthur, <laughs> head down, ass up. <laughs> Saying welcome to the building. <laughs> so maybe next to Jesus Christ, that's the greatest story ever told. Very good. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. Very good. That's you, our that's our backstory. And you and you have great karma ever right? since that day. Right? For right? Doing well, that. I'm hanging out with the cigar snobs. That's right. If you've got something you want to share with us, questions. Questions at cigarsnobmag.com. If you got a good drinking story, we'd love to we'd love to love share to hear it, it. On you. Hey, let's check back on this on this cigar. We got the Agonorsa Leaf Rare Leaf Reserve. Ivan, what do you got so far? I'm doing so much better than Arthur right now. <laughs> Where is Arthur? Is Cheers. Shout out I'm, to Arthur. I'm still standing. Thank God. You and Elton John. Ooh, where's TJ? TJ, you'd be proud of me. <laughs> TJ, here's a little bit of backstory. TJ came here one time, yeah. and he brings uh, regular Agonorsa, not the Rare Leaf. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'm going to get a little heat on my It was It was early in the morning, and, and we smoked some Agonorsas, and I was... Out for the count. Yeah, yeah, he was lot, worthless the rest of the day. He was Arthur I, the rest I, of the I, day. I smoke a lot of cigars, and that day, man, it just got me. I don't know. I don't know what happened, but oh my god! So ever since that day, TJ, mm-hmm. our friend, brings me Connecticut cigars oh, to well. smoke when he comes. You so, got to know your people. Thank you. Where thanks, are my people? Thanks, Teej. Where are my people at? Back to pop, big poppy. Big huh? poppy. Yeah. yeah so was- in in terms of the cigar. I think now I'm in the, the last third, let's say, the strength, now the strength is noticeable, right? Now I, now I taste it. Now it's there. And it's, I don't, know if, I don't know if you guys are in the same boat, but now a lot of that sweetness, a lot of the things that were masking the strength are, are kind of gone, right? right? And now it's just like, here you go. This is what you came in here for. Now I'm going to give it to you. So that that's where I'm at with the cigar. It's it's now opened up the floodgates, right. I'm half, and it's I'm now letting me it. know. I'm halfway through. I took the first band off, the rare leaf reserve band. I still have the sort of the branding, yep. the, the Aganorsa leaf band on. But yeah, it's now 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 we're getting serious. Yep, it's go time. Yeah, it lets you. But know. it's great. Now, now it's, it's still great. You know. It's still oh, great. It's, it's excellent. I don't I don't mean that in any way other than. Uh, I love, and and guys who know me know that I like cigars that, that take transitions, that they don't just, you know, stay the same all the way throughout. I love that little yeah. journey yeah. that you it's take, the experience. right? And so now I'm in that like third jump and that's where I'm at now. Uh, I'm a little bit, maybe a little farther down than you guys, but uh, it's now taking that third jump where it's like, yep, here we go. Get ready for the finish. How are you doing, Ivan? I'm halfway through. Uh, yeah. I haven't, I haven't gotten to haven't gone to the third jump yet, but yeah, uh, and the, the there there's still sweetness, but it's a different kind of sweetness. It's like a a red pepper type sweetness. Now it's like sweet pepper, and it's it's going on. Yeah, I, I can I can feel the acceleration. I love it. I love it. Well, so listen. really well done cigar. I mean, we we uh, we're big fans. Let's take a break. When we come back, we're gonna share a smoke with Terrence Riley. He's the national brand manager for Agonorsa Leaf. What we're smoking tonight. This is the Cigar Snob Podcast. If you're like me and look forward to cozying up to a warm fireplace after a long day on the range, kicking off your boots and settling into a nice big bowl of chili con queso, then you'd love the La Aurora 107 Nicaragua. 
This Dominican-made Nicaraguan puro is a bold new blend with tons of flavor made with the same craftsmanship that has made La Aurora cigars one of the oldest and premium cigar makers in all the world. Started in the Dominican Republic in 1903, La Aurora Cigars was founded by the young Eduardo Leon Jimenez, who set out to fulfill his dream of making great cigars. Today, over a century later, La Aurora has a presence in five continents and more than a thousand employees. The original La Aurora 107 was released in 2010, commemorating the company's 107 years in business. Now the La Aurora 107 Nicaragua brings a bolder new profile to smokers who have become accustomed to smoking the consistent quality and excellence of La Aurora cigars. The 107 Nicaragua comes to life with a diverse array of spicy notes accompanied by a subtle touch of leather. A rich balance of earth, wood, and floral notes flourishes deeper into the smoke with a characteristic pinch of licorice and walnut on the finish. Made in four sizes, a 7x47 Churchill, 6x58 Grand Toro, 5.5x54 Toro, and a 5x50 Robusto, the La Aurora 107 Nicaragua is a perfect complement to any rum cocktail, steak dinner, or even my famous chili con queso. Go on out and get yourself one, and tell them Jasper sent you. Well, we got a special guest today. Yes, we do. We are here with Mr. Terrence T.J. Riley of Aganors at Leaf Cigars. Guys, guys, you know, thank you, but you know, <laughs> keep the applause to a minimum. <laughs> All right, so uh, so T.J., thanks, uh, thanks for coming in, man. Thank you for having me. So you're a repeat offender to this here program. I uh, appreciate your willingness to show up here and and be barraged with questions. It's always a pleasure. Yeah. So, uh, so I wanted to today. I wanted to talk about the the Aganorsa leaf rare leaf reserve. That's a little bit of a mouthful. No, oh, there you go. Oh, you're gonna say rare breed. I think I was gonna say rare breed because we were just drinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the Aganorsa leaf rare leaf reserve. Yeah. Uh, I think it'd be tougher the Japanese because they have the, with the L's and the R's. It's a tough, you know. My, my, yeah, I was gonna say something that was not gonna be evergreen anymore <laughs> about the Masters winner, but uh, but anyway. Uh, so this cigar we recently rated it a, a 93, right? Yes. Very high rating in e- our excellent taste. I mean, what can I say? <laughs> you guys know cigars very well. I don't know. So, but you know what, what's interesting about that cigar is it isn't. Uh, a typical Aganorsa leaf product that doesn't it doesn't scream that Aganorsa leaf signature. So you want to give us a little bit of uh, of background as to why it is that that cigar doesn't. Yeah, so, so we we generally use two seed varietals, uh, Corojo and Criollo. And Corojo, almost nobody grows in Nicaragua other than us, as far as I know. Nobody grows it in any sort of capacity. Um, and so generally, people associate us with that Corojo flavor, specifically from Jalapa. And, and that's kind of what makes us stand out. But we also use Criollo 98. And Criollo 98 is more commonly grown in Nicaragua. A lot of people grow it. And especially from Esteli. Uh, Criollo 98 from Esteli is kind of quintessential Nicaraguan tobacco. People, yeah. That's when people think of Nicaraguan flavor. That's what they're thinking of. When they think about California wine, they're thinking about like Napa Cabernet. Um, that's a, There's other you know, varietals and regions, but that's kind of the what comes to mind. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing for Nicaragua. And so this cigar is Criollo 98 dominant. There's that Corojo there. Uh, you get it on the sweetness on the finish, but you're getting more of that Criollo 98 Esteli earthiness, grittiness, um, and strength 
And so that's a little bit of a departure from from what we're generally known for. And that's intentional because if every cigar kind of tastes the same, um, then it's, you know, why smoke one or the other? It doesn't make any difference. So we want to have different expressions of our tobacco. And uh, this is, a, I think, a really great one because you're still getting a little bit of that Corojo on there, but uh, it's definitely dominant, the Corojo 98. So a little bit of backstory. Uh, when TJ comes to visit us, he always brings a nice selection of cigars, but he always brings me something lighter because I can't handle strong cigars. Yeah, and Rare Leaf is one of those that would uh, set you back. Yeah. So I have smoked the Rare Leaf, and, I, and I've and i loved it, but I've always smoked it on a fuller stomach. Is this one of your stronger cigars? I, I would say it's probably our strongest cigar. I, I can't, at least for our own proprietary brands, uh, I would say it's definitely our strongest cigar. Um, again, it's not aggressive. It's a little, it's a little sneaky because it's, it doesn't have like a harsh flavor to it. Um, but you know, it's kind of like that, uh, you know, cuckoo juice in college where it was, you know, the fruit punch and the grain alcohol. We're like, ah, this is great. And then you woke up in a parking lot with monopoly money in your pocket and uh, you're like, Hey, what happened? You know? So you have to be a little careful with it because I I think you could hand the cigar to somebody and they'd be like, Oh yeah, this is fine. But then, you know, halfway through, they might get a little lightheaded. So that's definitely for the more experienced smoker. Um, and, and, and that's intentional. Again, it's, it's not, you know, each of our cigars, uh, are kind of geared towards a certain type of smoker. And this one is, is towards somebody that smokes something a little bit stronger. Um, because most of our stuff is more in the, in the medium range for the most part. Yeah. Medium, medium strength, high flavor, high aroma. Yeah. Right. It's usually like a five. And if you were looking at a, a, a one to five, it's usually a five in aroma and flavor. And then usually like a two to three. Yeah, yeah, it's very strength. rare we get more than than, than three in, in terms of strength, and yeah. uh, we, we wanted to go a little bit above that again to demonstrate what we can do, and also there's consumers that are looking for that extra strength, and and we wanted to show that we can do it. Yeah, I, I think it's uh it's uh, again we're not not to beat a dead horse, but it's a departure from what you guys have done. You guys typically produce a very Cuban style cigar, which is that exact uh, idea, right? Medium strength and then high flavor and high aroma. Yeah, especially Corojon and Jalapa. Has very, uh, uh, Jalapa is very similar to Pinar del Rio, which is the best growing region in Nicaragua. And Corojon is more of a cute. I hate the word because it's so abused in this industry, but it's a more Cuban-esque style flavor. Yeah, this is. I, I find this to be more of like a, a modern sort of new world yeah. cigar for today's smoker, right? Absolutely. And uh, so this this harkens to some of the other brands that, that, um, that kind of give you that sort of punch in the face. Yeah, right out of the gate, but this doesn't, like you said, it it do, it's not aggressive, but it does it does get you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, you, you got to be careful because it, it, it's it's definitely I, it's fine. When we were when we got our first batch in, we always validate. You know, we we smoke through them to make sure it's ready, make sure it's burning right, make sure the draw is right, make sure that the flavor is there. And I I, I generally on Saturday morning I, I go you know work out and run or whatever and come back have my you know, smoothie and then I sit outside and have a, a cigar. And uh, when when this came in, I did it with this. I had to smoke. I had a couple I had to smoke. And so I took one out and said, I'll just do this now. And, you know, even for me, it gave me a little bit of a kick. It was like, man, first thing in the morning. Uh, And uh, with just a smoothie uh, in your pocket. Yeah, 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 exactly. I didn't have a lot. You know, I kind of felt like Ivan. Uh, And and so that kind of like reinforced. I'm like, oh, man, this has got some strength because that really happens to me anymore. You know, for the most part, I smoke enough where there's not too much that really We'll do that to me. Sneaks up on you, yeah. yeah. Does the uniqueness of the blend uh, affect the production run on the cigar? Yeah, so so what we tried to do with this is uh, 
there, there, when you when you have we grow a lot of tobacco. We we harvest about seventeen thousand bales a year. It's a lot, um, and out of that, the factory uses probably ten percent, and we sell most of the rest. Um, but you have lots on a field, uh, certain farms that will produce a certain flavor. And those are in limited quantities. There's only so much of it that has that particular unique flavor to it. And so there's two options with that. You either utilize it in blends, but it's diluted. It's a half leaf or, or whatever it is. And it, and it you know, uh, it complements the blend. It adds to the blend, but it doesn't stand out. Um, so that's one way to do it. Um, another way is to do a limited edition that really utilizes that tobacco and highlights that tobacco. Um, but then you have a limited amount. And so the, the, the disadvantage for that is that you have a retailer that will say, oh, that cigar was great. My guys love it. I'd love to get some more. And you say, oh, we're sold out. And then the guy's customers start looking around for other places to buy it. And then that is always frustrating for the retailer. Um, so what we wanted to do is combine the best of both worlds there and produce this on a level uh, that was consistently available, um, like a, a Coraline brand, but but utilize those rare tobaccos that we can't really uh put out there in, in the volume that a, a core line knowingly would. And the way we did that is that we have Aganorsa select partners that are certain retailers that uh, support us to a certain uh, level. Um, and, and those are the only accounts in the country that have access to rare leaf. And so it's only about 10% of our total customer base. And what that allows us to do is, is to make the cigar consistently um, but still have that concentration of those, of those flavors and aromas from those unique tobaccos um, so that they really stand out. On the, uh, on the 10% of, of uh, accounts that, uh, that carry Aganorsa, are they pretty spread out? Did, did any of that go into the consideration uh, in terms of what part of the country, or is it literally just like top line 10%? Yeah, so so basically, we we every January we, we give an opportunity to join, and it requires a certain buy-in, and it, it has certain you know features that you you have to partake in, um, and and we leave it open. What we wanted to do is, uh, and again, the 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 way you know that it was successful and fair, well, fair at least, I don't know what's successful, is that nobody was happy. Nobody's happy. Uh, uh, you you, you want to have uh, your your small brick and mortar, single store, mom and pop stores be able to partake, uh, and you also want your larger accounts to be able to partake as well and have a benefit and see the value of it. So we took those both into consideration and, and we create a program which we felt any retailer could partake in if they choose to, if they have, if they've developed Aganorsa uh, with among their customer base yeah. to a, to a reasonable degree. Um, and then also you know, for the big guys have a reason to say, okay, well, we want to make sure the, to buy into this as well. So, uh, and everybody, you know, was more or less un, you know, unhappy about that because, you know, the, the smaller guy has to buy in a little bit more than he might comfortably feel otherwise. Uh, and the bigger guy says, wow, that's nothing. I, you know, I can't get a better deal by spending five times as much. Um, but we wanted to create an even playing field and, uh, and, and it worked out pretty well. I mean, th those hundred accounts are throughout the whole country. Um, most states have at least one, you know, and, uh, and nowadays, especially uh, post COVID, uh, most retailers will, will ship you a box or they have a, some sort of uh, e-commerce business where they can do that. And, uh, and so I've been really happy with it. You know, we've had small accounts in places like Conway, New Hampshire that have really uh, grown their business. The whole idea is to bring consumers to your store, right? You now, the, the key is to grow your customer base. And so by having some of these special products like Rare Leaf, um, that person, you know, is looking out for that and maybe he visits your store or if he's in town or he contacts you cause he sees you have it and now you got a new customer and granted, uh, you know, it's only 
one box, but that customer can be sold. If you've got Opus, then you can sell Opus. If you've yeah. got uh, you know you know rare for drones or whatever else out there, um, we, we you know we're happy that you have a new customer that you can sell all sorts of cigars, not just not just Aganorsa. The, the program's idea is to make sure that we're bringing you value by increasing your customer base. So you guys are well into it. How's it smoking? Deliciously, in my case. <laughs> <laughs> but Eric, I'd really much prefer with you. I, I, yeah. I, you know, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I've, I've, uh, I've talked that nauseum uh, off the air about this cigar. So I, I'm a fan. Uh, at, what's interesting is I much prefer the Cuban-style uh, blends that you guys make. Yeah, quite frankly, so do I, yeah. I mean, to be in, in all honesty. Yeah, but uh, if I have to smoke one of these modern... Again, New World style cigars that are a little bit more gritty. Uh, this is this is ideal because it does have that sort of grittiness and a, that earthiness. Not a lot of pepper, right? Not a ton of it on on the palate. You feel the the, the spice of it, but you don't taste pepper. Uh, but the beautiful part is that there is that little touch in the background of that sweetness, that Corojo classic sweetness that you guys have, and so. I love that about it. I love that it gives me that, here you go, here's some of that grit and earth. But then in the background, it's like, Choop, I'm still here. Like, this is still Aganorsa. Yeah, and that's and that. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. The whole idea is to be an expression of Aganorsa. Like the, the Connecticut, which Ivan is smoking because he can't really handle this one, uh, is, <laughs> is, is, is that <laughs> I, I personally <laughs> am not a big Connecticut guy. They tend to be very mild or they tend to kind of be strong but on balance. Um, but our, our Connecticut is intended to kind of blend out that acrid taste that sometimes you get from, from the Connecticut wrapper, but still be identifiably Connecticut. And, and, uh, and so I, I think that's what we're always trying to do is be like, here's, the, here's our version of this. And so it's, each one's not for everybody. Um, but we want to make sure that we're, we're hitting as much consumers. So if I'm in a store or somebody's in a store and they say, oh, you know, well, Aganorsa, I've heard about it. Uh, I'd like to try it. We we have something that will fall into their profile range. Absolutely, I yeah. think there's a lot of diversity now uh, in your offerings. Where we were talking a little off air about other manufacturers, which will re- remain nameless, <laughs> that uh, stick to one profile. I think there is a lot of diversity, ranging from the rare breed to the Connecticut, rare and then all the again, other. Huh? Oh, oh my God, <laughs> the rare leaf. Sorry. No, uh, and, to and, and to your point, other than the rare breed comment, uh, is, that, is that, like so? It's a, it's a balance. Like I always use the comparison of like of like a Scotch bar. If you go to a Scotch bar, you know what you're getting. But there's all you know. There's peated Scotch, sherry cast. There's all different types of Scotch, but it's still quintessentially Scotch. And yep. for us, that's what we try to do. It's like you know what you're getting to some degree, um, because we basically use our own proprietary tobaccos. We use two seed varietals primarily from two regions. And, uh, and, but then there's all these different expressions of that. Um, so it's, it's not like completely, you know, you don't smoke one and another and you're like, uh, still very recognizable elements. Yeah. There's always, there's always to some degree, the Aganorsa signature flavor there. It could be like you, like you said on our more Corojo dominant blends, it's more evident. It's more obvious. Um, but it's always there. Even in this, like you said, on the finish, you get that sweetness, you get that. It's still, it's still present. And that's kind of the idea. So that when you walk in, you can have something that's different. But still, if you like scotch, you can say, okay, well, I haven't had this scotch, but I know what scotch tastes like, and you can try it, and maybe it's more to what you like or less to what you like, but you're in the realm where if it's something completely different, you're like, well, I've never had that style before. I don't know if I, I don't know anything about it. I don't know if I, I'm coming into it with a blank slate. No, you're never doing that with us. One, uh, if I were to give a, a tip 
for smokers that are smoking the, the rare leaf, I would say smoke it slowly. Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't sort of like, for lack of a better term, it or it doesn't behave well when you heat it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I would say that's true generally. I mean, you want you don't want to go too fast, but definitely for this particular cigar. This it, cigar, if you smoke it slow and just take your time with it, it's a it's a beautiful thing. If you if you heat it up, it it just gets too bitter and yeah and, yeah, yeah. And it's you, not fun. You, yeah, it, it's a it's a it's a cigar you want to be able to have some time. You don't want to be like ah, oh, I got to be somewhere in a, in a half hour. I better finish this. It's not going to be enjoyable. So along those lines, uh, any any stats on on which one sells better? Is the Robusto, the Toro, the so far it's been all. I mean, to be honest with you, so the idea is to have it constantly available. But in the beginning, and we to some degree expected this, it's been a little bit more successful than we expected. Um is that we have a lot of back orders. So everything that comes in right now is going out as soon as it comes in. Um, and we're getting reorders, but pretty consistently across yeah, the line. So, it's, so it's hard to, yeah. So I in probably in six months, I can say, Oh, you know, the Robusto stands out. We tried to pick also sizes that, I mean, I think we picked the three most popular sizes, Robusto Toro and 60 Robusto Toro, basically everybody smoke and sixties have a very devoted following. Um, so I, I think that all three will be pretty successful. Um, but we'll see. In does the, does the 60 feel less strong? Yeah, too, you know, so I think you'd actually like the sixty more. I, I flavor wise, I'm not a sixty person myself. Yeah, uh, me neither. But, but uh, flavor wise, it had the sweetness is more there. Yeah, uh, it's I a little imagine. bit more recognizably Aganorsa. So taste wise, I actually like the sixty the most. Um, personally, but if you if you're looking for something that's more classic Nicaragua, you know, the Toro and Robusto are more what you want to go for. Yeah, and so so we know Ivan is smoking the Connecticut Aganorsa leaf because I'm a wimp. Because you are a wimp. Although it's not, you know, it's not is that you know to use the platitude. It's not your gr- grandfather's Connecticut. I mean, it's not the, you know, it's not a very mild classic Connecticut. Well, yeah, it's not, and that's why it was number four, number four on our top, our, yeah. top twenty-five. Yeah, yeah, well, again, back to the excellent taste of the magazine. <laughs> I mean, there's, you know, that. What can I say? Yeah, and I, and I've talked about it before. I mean, as far as Connecticut goes, the, these are one of my favorites. I mean, it's, I love cigars that. Um, that exceed expectations. And again, my expectations when I see a light cigar and I'm, I'm thinking something that's low in flavor, low in strength, and this always over delivers. So I get a lot of like buttery wood, uh, spice notes that I wasn't expecting in a, Connecticut, in a Connecticut. And I, and I love this cigar. I smoke the, the Aganor City of Connecticut more than almost anything. Uh, I can smoke any time of the day. I can have it in the yep. morning with my coffee. That's I can have it. it. Yeah. yeah. And, and so it really works well, uh, in that, in that sense. So, I think it's a great example of how our tobacco leaves a, a specific impression on the palate because, you know, you think Connecticut, you're like, oh, yeah, I've had Connecticut. I know what that tastes like, but ours does not taste like, you know, your, your stereotypical Connecticut. Yeah, yeah, really. I thought that that I, – I think it – I mean, look, making cigars is not easy no matter no, whether you're easy. making a strong or whether you're making – It's not easy. Way. None of them are easy, okay? so Nothing. Uh, but it's, it's difficult to make a mild cigar or a Connecticut wrapped cigar um, it's difficult to make it flavorful without overpowering the wrapper. Yeah. And and to the point that you're like, man, you know, this is the most expensive tobacco in the whole thing is the wrapper, and yet I can't taste, taste it. Taste it all. Yeah, exactly. And so that that's the trick with that. You know, with a, with a strong cigar, the trick is is not making it so peppery and earthy and, and strong that you then don't taste anything. Yeah. And so that's the challenge with that one. But And with both of these, I think you guys, uh, you guys nailed it. Uh, but, but on the Connecticut... You know that number four last year. You don't have to say anything more than that. Like yeah. you know how we are, we are a pain about about our top twenty five. We stress over it. We, it's 
uh, around August, we start, all right, where are we at here? You know, we yeah. start and we start thinking about it and start, start ranking them already. Hey, how many cigars do you rate a year in a given year? So we'll rate roughly, let's just say 50 per issue. Roughly, yeah, so right, right there. on average. Yeah, so yeah, and there's six issues a year, yeah. so, so yeah. it's a lot of cigars. You know? And then uh, everything that's 91 and above is a candidate. So that's a lot. So we have to start early. Yeah. And uh, it, like I said, we're we're a pain about it. So to end up at four, you know, in the previous show we had we had Shorty on Eric Espinosa, yeah. and you know he number said, one. look, I. I the, the number one felt good because I know how much of a pain in the ass you guys are about this. And there's a lot of great cigars. I mean, there's exactly. a lot of great those, cigars Those are there. his words. Exactly. Yeah. No, nobody's yeah. the last uh, Pepsi in the desert. So yep. it means a lot more when you're like, okay, well, look at all these great cigars and you know, look where we landed. And w- since we started doing the list, I mean, Aganors has always done well. But in addition to that, all the private labels that they've done for other manufacturers yep. have done very well also. Yeah, one of the things we always say is that the people we work with are, are the best uh, testaments to the quality of our tobacco. Yeah, and again, there, and this would be me. Like when I talk about blends and things like that, I'm not saying you know really this needs more uh, you know Cure ninety eight and Seco Chilamate. You know, I, I I don't say things like what? that. What? What did you say? Uh, well, exactly. <laughs> Come again, Chilicate yeah. in Ohio. <laughs> so I, I don't I don't say stuff like that. Uh, I, I you know I I know where I want to go and wh- where the market is, and that's my rule. I, I'm not. I would never call myself a blender in any way, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, if, if that's if you have, there's lots of. Wait, wait, wait! You're not a master blender. No, no, no. I, uh, okay. I do have a picture All of myself right, holding off, a leaf. Shut off the mics. Yeah, I, I, I've I've held a leaf before. You know, does that <laughs> qualify? Um, you know, so I would never refer to myself that way. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. But like the guys that we work with are are not guys that are simply picking blend C. They're uh, if you look at uh, you know Dion Giulio who. I mean, literally builds a blend from scratch. He finds a filler tobacco that he really likes, and he builds the blend around that. Nick Malolo, who who worked in Nicaragua for years, is the buyer for Jewish State and familiar with all types of tobacco from all over the world. Uh, again, again, the list goes on and on. Warped, uh, HVC, uh, Viaje, uh, Black Star Limes, Amendola. So we, we have a it's whole a bunch great of great list. Yeah, 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 great a great bunch of people that we work with. And uh, and again, I'm not even doing ju- you know justice to all of it. And, you know, we could be here for 20 minutes talking about all the great cigars we've made for people. But th- those guys are testaments to the quality because they could go somewhere else. There's lots of other people out there that make good cigars, and the fact that they work with us and continue to work with us is uh, is I think the best sign that we have great tobacco. Well, I think that that's a good cap on the on the conversation. Uh, unless you have anything else, Ivan? No. Yep. What's for lunch? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's, I leave that to you guys. You guys have excellent taste in, in uh, not in just in cigars, not just in cigars. No, yeah, it's right. across the board: booze, uh, you know, cigars, food. Well, I appreciate. I love that. coming here. <laughs> All right, this man. is well, the greatest we'll, day of our lives. We love having you. <laughs> well, thank you again for uh, for stopping by. And, My pleasure. Uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. Anytime, brother. Later. Bye. Always a good time with Terrence Riley, National Brand Manager of Agonorsa Leaf, and. The rye whiskey, you know, you can't get, you can never get enough of the rye whiskey. All right, let's, let's put a button on this, close up this Cigar Snob podcast. And Ivan, we'll start with you, my man. What did we learn today? I've enjoyed the rise tremendously. Yeah, right. And I've, and I've, and I'm proud of myself for standing up to this, uh, (laughs) rare leaf agonorsa. Like pounding your chest over there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I be, we've become kind of like bourbon experts in the last uh, couple of, of episodes here. So, uh, you know, what would be interesting is actually doing maybe like a combination to see if we can pick out the difference between the rye and the regular bourbon. 
Okay, you'd rather do that than uh, than jump to a different spirit. I don't. I don't mind. I. You know what? For me, let's keep milking the cow. I can. I can ride the bourbon and rye oh, gravy train sure. all day. I love it. Sure. But if we do, I will warn you, we will bring other brands than what we than what we tasted. I look at it. We can be, instead of bourbon, we can be Burr Bros. Oh, yeah. Burr Bros. That's like a new, that's a whole new podcast. The Burr Bros. Bros. Brought to you by Cigar (laughs) Snob Magazine. Eric, what did you learn today? Well, you know, for me, it's always fun to talk about about tasting, right? Mm -hmm. And and Mm -hmm. developing your palate. So I don't know if I learned anything, but I did. uh, I am curious to see your palate develop over time as we continue to do these shows, right? Because this cigar kind of, flummoxed you right right like at, the, at first you were like oh, oh only when we started to talk about flavor notes did you go yes that and yes that right but in uh, at the onset you were at a loss totally. for, for what it was giving you um so i'm curious about that i want to know i want to see your development as time passes on uh on the uh, rye front you know i i do i love wild turkey I always have. <laughs> and <laughs> and even though the barrel rye worked better for this cigar, it, like the wild turkey was undeniable for me. It was like a draw. Like it was a magnet drawing me to it. I mm-hmm. had a hard time going, yeah, I'll go with barrel. You know, uh, in the end, I, I I did. But uh, but I do love myself some wild turkey. You know, it's funny. Every time me and my friends would go out to right. bars and we would order wild turkey, we would make that sound. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's like, have you ever been to a game at Virginia Tech in, uh, what is it, Morgantown? I've never been. Where, yeah, they uh, they make that sound every time they score. That's the, the, their whole thing. I don't know what it is. That would be scary. I'd be like, okay, it's time to go. It's the, <laughs> yeah, it, does, it does feel that way. It got weird now. It, it, it sounds like it's going to be followed by... <laughs> Y'all not from around here, are you? Yep. Well, listen, I hope you're from around here. Twitter and Instagram, at Cigar Snob Mag. That's where you can follow us. The magazine's coming out. Um... And every week, the Cigar Snob Podcast, Eric Calvino, Ivano Campo, I'm Jim Rodriguez. What did I learn today? Barrel Rye. That's my new buddy. That's your new buddy, That's huh? That's my new buddy. Last week, it was Hudson. Yeah. Hudson, uh, Bright Lights, Big Bourbon. You know? And and my palate, I had a little pepper. What, what a great day. I got I got yeah. pro- Professor Ocampo helping yeah, me. Yeah, the lights awesome. are coming on. Oh, I love it. Good stuff. I cannot wait for the next one. Every week. Cigar Snob Podcast, where you get your fine podcasts. We'll talk to you next week. For Eric, Ivan, I'm merely Jim Rodriguez. We'll talk to you next week. Later, y'all. Ciao. You've been listening to the Cigar Snob Podcast. Tune in next time for more nonsense and chicanery. But in the meantime, you can find previous episodes of the podcast on cigarsnob.com slash podcast. Follow us at Cigar Snob Mag on all the social media platforms and be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast on Apple Podcast. Until next time, hasta luego.